We got like a billion people on here. A billion people. Anyway, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Talk Murder Me. I hope you guys had a lovely week. And it is a beautiful day in Charleston, South Carolina. I got hit by a tree earlier. A tree fell on me. Yes, we were doing some tree trimming in, in the yard. We have to move a whole lot of branches. And it I, fell on my head. Yeah. So I may, Are you okay? I may randomly fall unconscious. <laughs> I got hit in the head with a basketball at basketball practice. <laughs> Y'all are just full of concussion. That's probably why my head hurts now on that purpose. I think about it. <laughs> hey, no. Courtney. Not on purpose. So anyway, I have two stories today. One for Talk of Supremos after this. And a little warning about that episode, which we're going to record right after this. If you if you plan to kill somebody, if you plan to commit a murder, mm-hmm. at least, please, at least before the cops get there, take down your Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy and Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> posters from your damn bedroom wall. <laughs> Did that happen in this story? Yeah. What? A serial killer groupie murder wow. story. This is kind of like how I'm afraid we're going to go. This is a pretty recent news. <laughs> oh, and uh, she also listed her favorite podcast, which is... Not us. My favorite murder. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, today I got a lovely story, man. I can't wait to get this one. This one is going to be... Oh, this is Natasha's story she said what she said hell yeah you're doing my story did you just post it on the discord she must have requested this okay sweet i think you think that you come up with all of these (laughs) ideas on your own but you see them somewhere and you're like oh yeah but you forget that that, it was a request that is the next story after that after this one this one is oh this is not the groupie poster one no that's right after this episode two yeah episode dose Okay. Hey, this episode is a standalone episode, but it is we are talking we are doing a serial today, so there will be more episodes, but you don't have to and this is pretty much a standalone killing, you know. Single murder. Single murders. Yep. Mm. So anyway, Jen, are you gonna do the thing? Yeah. Sweet. I believe this one's for Faith. I picked it out for you, Faith. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. Quick, grab Luna. Luna wanted to see her. Luna? Luna wants to see Luna. Luna Moon. Is your name Luna and you love Sailor Moon? I used to love Sailor Moon. Because we would share the last thing in common. Yeah, I I used to love Sailor Moon too. Yeah? Yeah. Thought she was hot? Yeah. I still think she's hot. What are you talking about? (laughs) All right. Cheers to you, Faith. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, Faith. Oh, yeah. Oh, weird aftertaste. Oh, all Faith likes is tequila. Had I known, I would have done tequila. We did Malibu. That was oh, nice and smooth. Thank God you just said that. I did not want to drink tequila. Although we could if you go get it. I did get a fresh bottle of El Padrino. Jen, tell us about the Patreon bullshit and then we can get going. All right, guys. Welcome to our show. If you're not... (laughs) You need to practice this. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't prepared. I need to practice in the mirror before you come over here. I've got to start brushing my teeth and wearing deodorant. At at least deodorant, because we can smell. Y'all can smell it? No, not right now. So, if you want to be one of our supporters on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash talkmurder. We have great stuff on there. A lot of discussion. I try to post a couple times a week. Um, We also have our Discord that you can get access to if you join as a as a 
taco. Um, with a membership, we have a couple of different options. We have our small taco and our taco supremo and taco nacho. That's right. Uh, it, no matter what level, you will get ad-free episodes and access to the Discord. Um, and of course, a shout out here on the show for you nachos, the mid-level tier. You also get a handwritten card and Talk Murder to Me sticker mailed to you. And for our Supremos, uh, we've got the card plus a couple of stickers, three stickers, plus uh, whatever John has found that's like super interesting and rare. So we've got some really cool crime photos that we'll be sending. We have some um, cards, magazines. So we'll include at least a photo, a magazine, um, whatever interesting stuff we get. If you sign up for the full year right now, John has those autographs um, from that FBI dude or CIA, whatever. Lieutenant Joe Kenda. Him. That will include as well. Is he still alive? Yeah. I guess he is, right? Yep. I've been wanting to do serial murders for a long time, and I have been, but the way I love to do these episodes is I like to take my time on them. So most podcasters, including me back in the past, would put out Serial Killer Part 1, Part 2, maybe. Mm-hmm. But as you know, lately, like Jeffrey Dahmer, I think was when we started it. Was it was like six parts. Oh, no, actually, I think we started this with um, uh, the torture killer, toolbox killer. God, what's that guy's name in New Mexico? Anyway, I think that's where I started doing these little episodes. And it kind of encapsulates the everything about the killer instead of just trying to, you know, force it into one episode. This guy we're talking about tonight is one of the worst. I can promise you that. And this story is pretty bad, but it gets so... Thank you, Faith. David Parker Ray. Yeah, David Parker Ray. Nailed it. Awesome. Give her a point for that, the trivia thing. Yeah, that counts as a point. Yes. Totally. Totes. Totes my goats. Tonight, let's get started. We are going to Google Earth tonight. And if you are listening on podcast, then please follow along with us at talkmurder.com. If you know this story, you can shout out the killer, but don't give anything away. Okay. I doubt you would really know this particular one, but you probably may know the killer. He is not at fault for any of the 17 murders he's done. 17? Because he has a... Disorder. Don't they all? <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. I said they. Oh, they. Wasn't referring to you. Unless <laughs> you have she, something else you would like to tell I us. Thought, I thought she said we as well. All right. This is Lyle and Lake Avenue. We are in Rochester, New York New tonight. York. And this may give it away. This little uh, river here. This is known as the, the Genesee River. Hmm. So does anyone take a guess? I'll give you a trivia point if you know who it is. The Genesee River Killer? His actual name, Jen. Oh. <laughs> I think that should still count. Well, I can't give you points. This story is also crazy, crazy because at the same time, there was another river killer killing. The Green River Killer. The Green River Killer. And although that was on the other side of the map, they, the police actually at one point thought that this killer was the same. Really? Wolfie asked, is it Arthur Shawcross? Can you just take a point away from her? (laughs) If it's right, she's not going to spoil it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Point to you, Wolfie. Also, the police thought that this killer could have been a killer that was doing the same MO that we haven't covered yet, but we did kind of cover, but we didn't. And I'm going to cover in the next couple of weeks, the new Bedford serial killer. He sort of had the same MO. Hmm. So hmm. anyway, this is where we're going to, right? I didn't know there right was now. a serial killer in New Bedford. Jen, Not the one that we covered once before? Yeah, no. that one. The, 
Oh, oh, yeah, oh, that one. Oh, the highway killings. Yeah, the new Bedford serial killer. We literally did that case. It was a we live did. show. It was a live show. I thought it was something yeah, different. So this is where we're going to right now. Lyle Avenue, Rochester, New York. And this is a pretty seedy part here. And unless you, someone out there lives on this place, then it's, it's beautiful. It's uh, the nice I do have scenery. family that lived in Rochester. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So this is a pretty bad part of town. So what time, like when was this? Yeah, 1988. That's okay. where we're going, yeah. So this is where we're going going to right now. We're actually going to follow the same route that the killer did tonight, but uh, he pretty much went down over here into these industrial buildings. Late at night, you know, yada yada. This is who we're talking about tonight. Can you can you uh, please describe this woman right here? And I'll put all these photos on talkmore.com. Uh, let's see. She looks maybe... Dark features. In her, maybe like 20. I, I'm going to say, yeah, she's got uh, looks like long, dark hair, dark eyes, dark eyebrows, but fair skin. Mm-hmm. What do you think she does? Uh, model. Student. All right. So I told you that this, that the police thought that at oh, one point so it was. Oh, so she the, is a sex worker. Yeah. So the police thought at one point that this was the Green River Killer who was killing prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Right. At one point, I believe the Green River Killer, Gary Ridgway, said, and this is, I know this for a fact, but I don't know if this is the exact quote, but it's something to this effect. I thought I was doing you guys a favor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. A guy who's killing anyone <laughs> would say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just to justify it mentally. Yeah. But what about uh. J- Jack the Ripper also was killing women of the night? Was he not? So was he doing no. police a no favor? No one said that he was no, a hero. I don't think it was anyone doing anybody a favor. I think he, they did it because it was easy tar- an easy target for them. Well, and they, it was less likely that they would get caught. That's why they did it. All right. So I've been doing this for a while. And I know that there are a cer- it's a certain type of person, a certain type of male that will kill a, a sex worker prostitute. Okay. These men from everyone that I've covered that has done this has had some sort of mommy issues. Mm. Okay. Some sort of insecurities about themselves. I and mean, we've covered a lot of killers who've had mommy issues. Kemper, Bundy. Yeah. Jane. But I'm talking about just killing the prostitutes. They have mo- mo- mommy issues. Okay. I mean, Because yeah. they it's someone they can take out their hatred on. Of of women. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Easily. Here, without suspicion. Here's another photo of her. This is before she- uh, very wow. young in that photo. Yeah, this Maybe is- Maybe 16. This is what crack cocaine does to you, you know? I'll show you a picture of her- After drugs? Yeah, so this is her after drugs. Oh, yeah. Definitely different. I mean, right? I mean, look at her there. Look at her here. You yeah. know? And look at her sunken, here. This is probably teenage years. Yeah. Sunken cheekbones, dark I mean, look, circles. She's got like, you know, she's healthier in the face. Yeah. Here, she's just, I don't know, zombified. Yeah. That's what drugs would do to you, man. You got to stick to the, just a, a little bit of fentanyl at night. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> that shit will kill you. <laughs> that stuff is dangerous. That shit's everywhere, man. I and don't we, even... talk, we talked about that that was like one of Stella's drugs, right? That they yeah. gave her with her surgery, a little bit really? of fentanyl. Yeah. I was I like, oh, God. I don't even want to buy weed anymore because that shit's laced with that. Anymore. Yeah. But you know what's not? Jupiter CBD. <laughs> True that. Yeah. Buy some. Do, right. uh, Wolfie, you'll have to let us know what you think of it. March 15th, 1988. This is in Rochester, New York. And this is on Lake and Lyle Street. Now, I will say, I've never 
never been to New York City. I've driven through it once, but it's March, the middle of March, and it's snow everywhere. So does it usually snow up there in March? Oh, oh God, yeah. It's very northern, like upstate New York. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. So we're actually going to Saratoga Street. Snow was covering, covering the highways. So a lot of people aren't out, but guess who is out because that's their job. When it's cold outside in these cities, the the women still have to work. They have to walk the streets. That's still a thing. However, they're more likely to jump into a John's car because the, you know, the heater's on. Or they're more likely to go to a hotel because the heater's on. Mm. They're, they're more likely to spend more time with the John and let them drive somewhere because the heater's on. Mm. That you know makes sense. Yeah. Yep. But during the night, they're, they're getting 10 to 15 John's per night, depending on how much money they need. Need for that day. Usually it, which, this is interesting, usually prostitution, the prices reflect the rate of hits of drugs. Mm-hmm. So heroin would be like a hit of heroin or whatever, 20 bucks. So a blowjob would be 20 bucks, you know, mm-hmm. Ta- tax free too, you know, and they have like tax free weekends and stuff. I'm just kidding. That's stupid. <laughs> And probably fucked up. All right. So it was, but you knew it. Yes. (laughs) Good job. Tonight, we're talking about Dorothy Blackburn. That's that woman I just showed you. She was a woman of the night and she was a mother of a six month old baby and Mm -hmm. two older children. However, and she was only 27 in that photo I showed you with, you know, the Mm -hmm. drug photo. So on this night, it was 5 15 p.m. and she handed her newborn baby, newborn baby off to her baby daddy, who was also her pimp, and she hit the streets. Now, the goal this this weekend was to get enough money to buy some crack and to pay back a a credit on three six packs of beer. So she she went to the the local stations like you know loan me three packs of beer. And this is what happens: they'll get drunk, they'll get high, and this is what these women do because they got to be a lot of them have to be like out of their body to even put themselves through this, right? Yeah. So that's what she was doing, mm-hmm. which is really important as you'll see her behavior that she was probably high at this point. So she's out going hooking and we know she picked up about five different people that day. This is 515 when I'm starting and she picked up a John who was driving a bluish grayish Dodge just nondescript anyone's car and that's the last time she was ever seen alive. Mm. All right. March 24th, she was found. So that was like a week later. She was found in the Salmon Creek, which juts off from the uh, Genesee River. These construct these uh, crew workers were actually looking for for uh, clot clots in the uh, drainage system, mm-hmm. and they thought a bunch of garbage had clotted up the draining system, oh. which which was there. But they also found what they thought was a mannequin. She was missing for nine days. It and- wasn't a mannequin. So this is the uh, newspaper I found just. While she's looking that up about the body. And we do know the killer, like Wolfie said, we the killer did confess to all this. And we're going to be like reading his exact quotes. Oh, okay. But the body of a 27-year-old woman was found Thursday floating in a small creek. The victim, Dorothy Blackburn of Rochester, has been reported missing. And this is the only like coverage she gets right here. It's just small a article. week later, here's this random woman that showed up. And she had been strangled. Oh, how did it come through? Yeah. What? There we go. From The Misbegotten Son by Jack Olson 
in the 40-degree weather, a light rain turned snow to slush as the crew tried to figure out how to remove the object from the middle of the creek. The mannequin was dressed in jeans and sweatshirt, legs and feet barely submerged in the shallow winter runoff, head half-concealed beneath an icy garland of weeds and brush. Mm. One of the men produced a steel rake, caught a belt loop on the jeans, and tugged the object toward the bank. The face came into view, and the workers realized that they were looking at a frozen body. The woman had heavy eyebrows, full lips, dark curly hair, and slightly irregular teeth. Her left eye was shut. She wore jeans, a hooded sweatshirt, and white soda pops brand sneaker. Her navy blue top was pulled up from the belt line, giving a bare midriff effect. Except for the one closed eye, there were no signs of struggle. No signs of struggle. None of the victims tonight showed any signs of struggle, which is kind of weird, as you'll see. But, all right, how did she get here? How did this random woman get clogged up in the drain? The workers thought she was a mannequin, of all things. Like, how did she get here from where she was? I mean, she's been hooked for years, several years, and nothing like this has ever happened to anyone that she knows. But now she ends up found a week later clogging a drain Uh. with all the other trash. So this is her night, 5.15 p.m. She's a little high on crack. She's a little drunk. She hands her baby off. She goes hooking. She finds herself on Lyle and Lake's Avenue. This John random guy pulls up. He says it's his first time doing this. She believes him. And honestly, where I'm starting this story with this guy, we pretty much do know that this is the first time he's he's doing this. Okay. Uh, picking up a sex worker, right? He says, you know, how much? And she says 24 a blow, 30 for a half and half. A half and half is a half blow, half sex. Okay. So, so it's, you- it's actually a good deal. So $20 for a blow and then our $20 for full sex. And you, you know, you ejaculate. Or you could do $30 for a half and half. It's very competitive pricing, you know? So is sure. it paid by the t- amount of time? Like, how do you have half half of either of those? I feel like the, those are just not things you can cut in half. Well, so it's really interesting because this- I'm going to refrain from answering that question. <laughs> agenda. What'd you say? Uh, I'm not going to unpack. I'm not going to unpack whatever you said. The interesting thing about this half and half thing is this is in Rochester, New York. Aline Warnos used the same terminology and every other uh, woman of the night prostitute that I've covered has also a- adapted the same sort of terminology, like half and half. Right. And that's like the most requested thing. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Now, the difference between this guy and any of the other Johns. Now, they're they pulled off into an industrial park. No one's there. It's dark. No one's working. Snow on the ground. This guy said, I'll take a half and half. And when I was pouring your coffee this morning, I was like, oh, shit, this is like. Yes, I use half and half. (laughs) Then he says, quote, I want to eat you while you give me a BJ, which is kind of weird. I mean, no, I don't know. Okay, we're just going to continue to move on. He wants a half and half. But now this guy is saying, quote, I want to eat you while you give me a BJ, which is weird because no, no John wants to do that that because they've been with so many guys and that's how you, you literally get mouth diseases. Yeah, that's what Brandon said. <laughs> <laughs> that I was hoping you guys pick up on that shit, but I guess not. All right. So she 
she's like, you know, whatever. She's already high on crack on this point, so she doesn't care. He shifts around and they're basically in a 69 position now. He gets on top and puts his member in her mouth. Quote, and it felt good. However, at this point, which will be a common theme with this guy, he could not main he could not even get an erection, much less maintain it. Now he's never had these problems before, ever. And this was his first experience. But this is also his first experience with a prostitute, right? Oh, this is his first. This, yeah, this is his first. Ever. So ever. Yeah, Got ever. It. Okay. So he's never, ever had those problems before. And this guy is pretty terrible. Okay. At sex? No, at Cunnilingus. <laughs> This guy has had sex a lot. Oh. And has raped a lot in, okay. in his time in Vietnam and stuff. Oh, uh, okay. But so for him not to get an erection, something's wrong. Oh, Something's okay. very wrong. All right. Now, he says it still feels good. So I don't even know if he noticed or not. But this is what he said. I kept on pumping and pressing into her with my tongue, he would later say. Then suddenly I felt a searing, burning pain in my penis that wouldn't stop. She was biting into my dick. Okay, so let's kind of unpack that right now. (laughs) Now we're going to unpack the sexual acts. All right, they're 69 in his sedan. Pain that I can't even imagine. She just bit into it like it was a Vienna sausage. Just bit into it. It's cold as hell outside, but yet it's just this warm, burning sensation that he's feeling in his crotch, and he looks down, and blood is spurting on his seat, and it is spurting on her face, and... Why would she do that if it... Like, what was... Or or, or was there a different sequence of events? Like, she, if this was unprovoked... No, this is what happened. But why... That's well, interesting. I told you to remember she was high on crack. Mm, yeah. Okay. And that this guy didn't get an erection. Oh, so maybe she was trying to stimulate him? No, 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 no. Well, God, that's no. not the way to do it. <laughs> Dorothy, also known as Dotsie, is very small and very petite. She's also a woman who doesn't take shit from John's. She's been doing this for years. She is the first woman that will punch a John right in the nuts if she needs to or do whatever she has to. And she's also known for making fun of them if they can't get it up or whatever. So I'm guessing that plus the crack that she was smoking before this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's basically signing her own death certificate at that point. Right. I would think so. Because like you can't do that and not expect something bad to happen. Well, you I, know? I will say there have been other and this guy... He's known as Mitch from all the prostitutes call him Mitch. There have been plenty other ones after this event that have gone smoothly, not killing nothing. Mm. So, you know, I'm not saying this is the reason why he did it, but definitely didn't help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because now he's looking down and his penis is almost half severed and it's spurting not only on the front seat, which was not even his car. It was his girlfriend's car. So it's spurting on the front seat. It's also spurting on her face. He looks at her face. Like, what the fuck? He's screaming. She is smiling. And remember, she's bent over at this point. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, so what do you think he did? He was like, I don't think I want this. I'll drop you back off. Uh, I have a feeling it went much differently than that. If, if his penis is bleeding. This is a very, this man, he has a disorder. He has a real disorder that we'll talk about in a later episode. All right. Anyway, this man's disorder, which is a, uh, like a low, a deficient vitamin, vitamin B disorder, mm. but it causes angry outbursts, violent tendency, tendencies. This man, Arthur Shaw, Shawcross, 
Shawcross, who was known as Mitch to these prostitutes, was actually the first serial killer was actually the first serial killer ever to be diagnosed with an actual condition saying that he really couldn't help doing this huh. because this disorder, which I'm trying to I, I don't know how to pronounce it right, but this disorder, which we'll get into later, it basically that's the symptoms is violent behavior. Interesting. So anyway. Hmm. So like taking a, it, well, I guess we'll taking get into a it multivitamin later. would have helped this. Yeah, that's or like a vitamin B supplement. Wild. Yeah, and as we'll also get to, this man is on parole. He spent 25 years in prison, but he is out on parole. So, so he was in prison. We'll talk about this later. But he killed two small children and sexually abused them, mm. and he was paroled. You wait, don't, wait, you don't, you guys don't seem shocked what? about that. <laughs> We've heard crazier things. Uh, it's okay. So now this guy's gonna. Go go ahead and kill 17 more people because he was paroled. Anyway. Wow. All right. This man, he is screaming at this point and he's a big dude. They call him the killer. Well, he is 300 pounds screaming. What the fuck? He looks down, you know, under her, her face is right there. She is grinning. She is smiling. She is smiling at him. Mm. He says that he looked down, quote, blood spurting out all over the front seat of the car. He started screaming some more, quote, that whore was grinning through my own blood. He feels dizzy, lightheaded. What the fuck is happening? He's losing a lot of blood. He could literally die. People die because their penises are severed. Right? Mm-hmm. So he is losing consciousness. He's about to pass out and he kind of looks back up and what does he see right in front of right in front of him? Her hoo-ha? Her hoo-ha right in front of him. Just like it, it always was. He swooped down and bit into her vagina as hard as he could and pulled back with his teeth. Something tore loose, he told investigators a year later. Something tore loose. I didn't care. So now she was bleeding also, but I could not stop the pain. I grabbed her by the throat with my hand, my right, and squeezed until she passed out. Yeah. So he... That takes grabbing it by the pussy uh, to a whole new level. He is already going down on this woman, looks down. She's grinning, smiling, blood spurting all over her face. And then he just bites her pussy. That's what he says. He swooped down and bit her vagina and then pulled back with his teeth. (laughs) And then, quote, something tore loose. What the fuck tore loose? Her labia, probably. Oh, God. Oh. The fuck is labia? It's part of the vagina. Just the don't outer part. worry about it. See, the the way you're feeling right now with your legs crossed is how I was feeling. Yes. When, uh, yeah, I mean, understandable. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Except, yeah, it's a little different. Except but. it's a little different because I would say that hers was a lot worse. They thought this guy was some kind of sexual sadist. Well, I guess, I mean, he did this out of anger. But, and, and this guy gets a lot worse. I mean, everything you can think oh, of great. in a killer... We're going to go over everything. I mean, necrophilia, cannibalism. We're going over all that. This guy has hit every box. The whole gamut. The whole gamut. He was like, what, you know, what else could I do that I haven't done? Boom, boom, boom. He wanted to hit every box kind kind of thing. Multiple lacerations on her vaginal area. Her right labia menorah had a three centimeter vertical and a 1.5 centimeter horizontal laceration from the clitoral area. Area. Oh, oh, but that's a tear. Yeah. With the teeth. Stop. You can stop with the gestures. 
He can stop, but will he? No. La- lateral to this, laceration in the labia majora left to clitoris. Huh, seems like ancient hieroglyphics when I'm reading that. Keep in mind, she was high on crack, so she probably didn't feel any pain because after he did this, now blood from her is shooting in his face. So you have blood from him spurting on her face. And since they're 69ing, now blood from her is spurting on his face. Literally a reciprocal yin and yang here in this car in Rochester, New York. Talk about a blood fest. We get it. All right. So he looks back down at her face and she is still grinning with that defiant grin. And this man, as we'll find out, he's a big man, 300 pounds. They call him the killer well. He has huge mitt hand gloves, which is like baseball mitt, big glove hands and big old forearms, which I'm jealous because I wish I had big forearms. They make that thing, but I never use it. He's got these big forearms and that was from all those ammo cans he was hauling up in Vietnam. This guy was literally walking up hill after hill after hill, delivering ammo to the GIs in Vietnam. Mm. So that's how he developed these big old arms. So he looks down at this whore, as he calls her, and his right hand, why didn't he use both hands? He didn't need to. Because his left hand is trying to stop all this blood mm. spurting from his penis. So his right, his left hand is around his member trying to staunch the blood. His right hand just reaches on her neck and just chokes her Dang. unconscious. Most strangulations, I don't, I, I've never covered a strangulation from a killer with one hand. That we know of. Ugh. Yeah, uh, that's like you know in, in the movies you lift them up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Cra- yeah, that's usually like a superhero thing. Yeah, though, and you you're know? like, oh, exactly. Or like Vader, like yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, one hand to choke someone out—that's pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie, that's real impressive. Anyway, you know, I have you guys seen the movie The Whale yet? Oh God, uh, yes. You have? We watched that with Hillary. Yeah. No, we didn't. That's that the was walrus. Tusk. Tusk. Oh. The Whale. It just came out this year. Brendan Fraser's in it. He won an Oscar for Best Actor. It's supposed to be really what good. What is that about? Um, It's about him. He, like, it's about this guy who is morbidly obese and he is, like, depressed. Did he, did he get that way for the movie? No, I think he had, uh, he did put some weight on, but I think he had a body suit for the rest of it. But, um. He won an Oscar for that? Best Actor. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. Because he hasn't been in anything since, like, the month. Yeah. Well, now I'm just curious just because he won an Oscar yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be really good. No. Nah. Well, what's the premise? Like he's just morbidly obese and that's He's it? morbidly obese and he's depressed. And I think there's... Does he lose weight? I don't think so. I don't... I didn't see it. I haven't seen the movie, but um, I think that he attempts suicide in it or something. I don't... It has to do with like mental health, I think. But I haven't seen it. I really want to. Hmm. Crazy. Is that on Netflix? Um, I don't know where it is right now. Because I thought yet. I thought that was that one movie. The old because, Tusk. Yeah, where the guy like transforms. With Justin Long. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I with, love Justin Long, by the way. Oh my gosh! So my friend Alicia from work. <laughs> Um, she knows Justin Long or knew Justin Long before what? he was famous. She actually has his phone number. She let's get him on the show. He's got his own podcast. Does he really? Yes. Yeah, like I um, don't know. If, I don't know if he still. I don't know if he still has that. Has that phone number? But it was years ago. Dude, let's get before, him on, man. I feel bef- like he would be on before he was famous. He she used to screen movies when she was living out in Los Angeles, and they like worked for the same thing. And yeah, she knew him. He seems like just a great dude. Yeah, you know, like he's one of those actors. You're just like, man, like you just seem so cool. You know. Yeah. So they're in the car. It's a blood fest, like Jen says. He 
chokes her out with one hand. She is now laying unconscious. So Dotsie's unconscious. She'll be out for about 10 minutes. So what does he do? He's got to he's got to stop his blood flow. Like whatever artery. Tourniquet. Is there an artery in your penis? I know there's one like in your very inner thigh. Oh, well, there's a lot of blood. So he's got to he's got to stop that. And he actually does something really smart. He opens his door. He pushes Dotsie off. Get the fuck off me. Opens his door, rolls out and grabs a bunch of snow, forms it into a ball <laughs> and it molds it around his penis. And that snow is going to like constrict the vessels oh. and kind of stop the blood, oh, which yeah. actually worked, you know, keep it on ice. That's why if uh, if you lose, you know, like uh, what's that girl that cut that her husband's penis off? Bob, bob it. Bob it. If you bob it, you, pe- you put it on uh, ice. I thought that was to keep it like. From going bad, the penis, the nerve. I don't know, like, so you can reattach oh, it. Yeah, like, well, like, like with all organs, like they keep those on ice for a transfer, like in rat race. So he stops the blood flow. Then he puts a condom on, which will further stop the blood. Oh, interesting, interesting uh, idea. Yeah, I feel like he learned this in Vietnam too, because like the tourniquet situation. Oh, I have a condom that works. You know, if you get shot overseas, one of, the, or if you get shot here, which is like a new reality for everyone. I'm, I'm being serious, 100%. Let's say you're, God forbid, at, at school or at a bank or some shit, and there's a gunman, mm-hmm. and someone gets shot, or multiple people get shot, but they're not dead. Mm-hmm. You take, if you're a woman, you take a tampon out of your purse and use that to put it in Stick the wound. Stick it in there? Yeah. I'm not being funny. That's that's literally 100% what you need to do. Or if you get shot, you put a tampon in there. It's the best thing. Interesting. Maybe I should carry more tampons with me. But I feel like it would be it would eventually like you would have to change the tampon though. It doesn't well, just yes. I mean it's a temporary solution. It's temporary. Jen, you're not just gonna walk around forever with a tampon string hanging out of your your, your gunshot <laughs> wound. <laughs> oh, if they man. seal it up, but the string's still there. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Okay, this has been great conversation. Dotsie is still alive, but she's just unconscious, and this man is beyond angry. He gets back into the car, and he ties up her arms behind the seat using her own pants. They then drive to Northampton Northampton Park, pulled by a small bridge, and he turns the engine off. And I'll, I'll read this. I don't think I sent this to you, but this is from his own words, verbatim. I took the flashlight and inspected myself. What a bloody mess! All Miss Blackburn said was she felt like it when he asked her why she did it. I told her I won't be able to love a woman again. And then she started calling me a queer, a faggot, and cursing me. So at this point, now keep in mind this, she says that she felt like it after he couldn't get an erection. So his story at this point is going to be now she's calling him these names. Mm -hmm. Oh, you must be gay. And then she starts calling him little man, you know, little man with little pants type of thing and and dude he's she's saying this to a 300 pound man who just choked her out mm-hmm. he then grabs her hair she's in the passenger seat grabs her hair and i remember her hands are tied and almost rips most of her hair out remember he's got these big forearms he grabs the mane of her hair and just yanks it loose from the roots so a lot of it came out and is in his hands and her head hit the back of the seat right Quote, now I told her she was going to be raped. All she did was laugh. Then I started to sweat real bad. So this guy, when he kills, as you'll see later, like these killers go through these real physiological changes. 
like a lot of them, their, their vision blurs. Many of them see red, like their vision goes red. So things look red around the edges. Like I know for a fact that Elizabeth Wetlau for that nurse, mm-hmm. she always said, oh, I was seeing red. When they get in this homicidal mania, they see red. With that's, him, yeah, it's like a common saying, I feel like. Yeah. It is, yeah, a lot of these killers, which is, is crazy because it's like, you know, it's a, it's a physical thing. It's a physical symptom, mm. you know? He says he starts to sweat real bad. And when he goes out killing, because he's going to do this a lot, he, he starts sweating. And he just doesn't feel right. He doesn't feel like he's himself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he starts to sweat. Then he pulls her close and he says he fondled her. Quote, I chewed her ear and then I whispered in her ear that she was going to die. However, she was still defiant. She was still laughing. So he choked her for, quote, a good few minutes. Then he sat there with her dead body after she went limp for about three hours. He was actually at one of his fishing spots. And that was one of the reasons why he was worried because shit, now I just threw this body in one of my favorite fishing spots and I got to find another one. He sat there with the body for a couple hours, half the night, because he knows he fishes there often and no one comes out there. Finally, he gets out, lifts her up with his big old forearm and just hauls her right into the creek and then gets back in his car. No remorse for this guy, as you'll see. Well, I mean, I get that for this particular case, I feel. Yeah. It's not like it was not provoked. If the story happened the way he is telling. Mm. All right. But we we only know, you know his like side. If, if he's the one telling it. Yeah, we only know his side. So. All right. Well, that's a, that's a really good question. For all of these episodes, I'm going to assume that he's telling things like they really happened because he is a psychopathic killer. And in fact, before he was paroled. Psychopathy for, is solved by a vitamin B deficiency. No, that's not psychopathy. That's something else. I, I'll tell you what that is in a second. But it's going to say, wow, why <laughs> we should all be taking some supplements just no, in case. Go ahead. Say say me. I should be taking some supplements. No, supplements. like all all people. I take vitamins, but I, I'm not very good at taking them. Oh, I like... You're good at taking them every day. Yeah, but, but you're not. not a homicidal maniac. Psychotic. <sighs> True. Or psychopathic. But maybe, maybe if I'm not getting enough vitamin B, I will be. I need to start taking my supplements. I know. I'm so bad at it. So um, he sat there and laid with her body for a couple hours. Then he just dropped her into the creek. This guy, the reason why I say let's take his word for everything is because he admits to everything and he's a psychopath. He has absolutely no remorse. But I would like to point out that the reason that he actually did this to begin with was because he was already sort of upset because his mother was supposed to come visit him that year and she didn't. Mm. She went to see his sister instead. So in the confession, the first thing in this confession, which I can show you right now, is my mommy didn't come see me and I was real mad. So I don't know, kind of crazy, right? I mean, the physical nature of this, it kind of is as gruesome as, reminds me of the, the one where the guy pulled out his uh, oh the intestines? girlfriend's innards with the hanger. I forgot about that one. Yeah. No wire hangers. Yeah. Or he, I, it, it wasn't even with that, wasn't it with his hands? Now that I think about it, right? Didn't he like go up there and pull it out? Oh, you're talking about Pedro Lopez? Yes. Yeah. No, the, where he, he ripped out his girlfriend's insides from her mm-hmm, yeah. with JJ? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So crazy. And he said it was the tequila and she wanted rough sex. That's right. Mm-hmm. And now I remember that. Yeah. That, one's, that one stuck with me. So, yeah, it's kind of it was like on that level. Yeah. Mm. He does say that every time he killed, quote, I saw my mother's face. Oh, wow. He must have been really mad at her. 
My mother could have come visit me, but she did not want me around. Didn't even want me to come home. It's a lot of mother issues here with this one. Mm. So, um, so we are talking about Arthur Shaw, Shawcross. I'm going to be doing his episodes more. I hope you guys like that one. I want to say after he dumped her in the, the, the river there, he went to Mark's coffee shop on Lake Avenue, which would be kind of his thing. You know, he goes and gets a nice hot, nice warm, espresso, nice espresso. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be covering him. Um, Dotsie was the first murder that he's committed after killing two children, which we're going to talk about just not anytime soon in the next few episodes, I guess. He was paroled after 25 years. They didn't have enough evidence. The parole board knew that he killed these two children and sexually abused both of them. And it was terrible, terrible. But they paroled him anyway because he was a model inmate, even though uh, one of the psychiatrists on that parole report at the very top, right, you know, in pencil, put the word psychotic killer. They still paroled him. Can you imagine being the one to make that decision? This guy goes and kills 17 more people because you paroled him. Mm -hmm. I mean, what the fuck? You know, that's fucking terrible. You know what I'm saying? And he was like on probation during all this. That's crazy. I know, right? So I'm going to be using a couple of sources, all the police documents that I found, plus a couple of books, The The Misbegotten Son by Jack Olson, who also wrote The Candy Man Mm -hmm. that we read, which is a good book. The Genesee River Killer by Dr. Joel Norris, which is out of print, really hard to find. And also The Shawcross Letters by John Paul Fay, which are letters back and forth between the author and and this guy who is really interested in Shawcross's case. And he was writing them in prison. So we're going to be reading his stuff. Some of them are pretty crazy. For instance, this is what he says. This is what he says in the, in the letters. Did you know that out of the first 11, there were two Dorothys and two Junes? Strange. Four of them lost their pussies. Only one only lost her clit. Only. So that's like this. So that's his, his MO. That's his thing. Now. <clears throat> All because, but like, it, it, I don't think he would have thought of that had his penis not been nearly bitten off. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And then he says in one letter, Ed Gein's last victim is just about like one of mine, but not tied up. Mine was laying back, legs open, no pussy with a silly grin on her mug. This guy is fucking terrible. Mm. I, I would tell you this guy is just fucking terrible. Pretty bad. Anyway... <gasps> What? Did you guys uh, enjoy that one? Well, I guess uh, yeah. can't wait for the next part of that serial killer. Yeah. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. And let me get on the live chat and make sure you guys did. We are going to do, uh, we're, we're going to cover more of those. I'm trying to do them this week. Okay. Like we need to get this guy out the way. I think we are, at least we're back on schedule. Like we don't have, we had a lot going on in May. May was a very yeah. busy month. And yeah. I know I didn't put out anything last week. I was not in the best place the best mind space. So I was like, fuck it. I just want to just read about killing prostitutes. And that's what I did all week. But so I'm going to put you guys through a lot of shit. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. But the next episode for Supremos is a serial killer groupie that has recently been arrested. arrested. And so we'll talk about that. She is, uh, she loves the serial killers. What do you think a girl like that looks like? <laughs> just like your average girl. <laughs> yeah. Any girl, anyone. I kind of want to show you the picture now as a teaser, but. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. I... It gives, uh, Lauren enough time, Lauren enough time to think of a shot request. Cause she's okay. up next to the yeah. list. All right. Oh, Lauren from Hawaii. Give yes. us something Hawaiian, man. Or woman. Um, 
I should have saved the Malibu for Malibu is not Hawaii. Yeah. I bet. Well, it's like tropical yeah. flavor. They don't I, drink I that think shit I can, in Hawaii. I think I can make something work with what we have. This is why you don't listen to true crime podcasts. You don't get obsessed with this shit, or you need to start listening to family-oriented programming because this is like a rabbit hole, and eventually you become obsessed with serial killers, and you start mutilating your own body to look like this. Oh, oh goodness! Wow. And she was actually pretty beautiful before that. As you see, she's got piercings there, which I guess that's beautiful to some people. I don't know, but that's the tattoos are interesting. Yeah, a lot of uh, tattoo places will not do tattoos there. Yeah. On the Mm-hmm. And that one looks pretty good. I guess they did a good job. I, yeah, I don't get the face tattoo. Uh, all right. So if you guys want to do that story, stick with us. We'll be back in, I don't know, 20 minutes. I hope you guys like that one. I don't know. It was a little, little off the beaten path, but. I can't wait to uh, learn more about this guy and his vitamin B deficiency. This guy is effing terrible. Effing terrible. Like for real. So that was a, a warm up. Notice that was the first, you know, killing he's did. He's done other than the two kids. So he's. He's going to perfect. He's going to try to perfect his technique, and he uh, gets pretty bad in it. Mm. <clears throat> so anyway, we'll cover that, you know, on the next episodes, and we'll be back at what time? Uh, mm, I mean, I'm short uh, break, short ten one. minutes. Yeah, fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. We'll be back in fifteen minutes. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe. I'm doing shorts now, and I really don't- and they're on our TikTok too. Yeah, TikTok. That's all I got. So until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. <laughs>